you have suffered the loss of a child, you will know that the pain, emptiness, and longing changes you. This is Viloma, hosted by Jean van den Berg. Jean is a social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. And through this series, she hopes to let parents who have lost a child know that they are not alone. The death of a child at any age is a profound, difficult and painful experience. It is a loss like no other, one often misunderstood by many. If you have lost a child, you will know that even your good days are harder than you could ever have imagined. Losing a child brings a turning point, and here today to share her experience and thoughts with us is Jeanne van der Berg. Good morning, Jeanne. Good morning, Kathleen. So, Jeanne, please share with us what you would like to discuss today. Kathleen, last time we talked about death. And today on Viloma, I would like to touch on the topic loss as a turning point. So whenever we are affected by a trauma such as a death, we make some kinds of decisions or resolutions about our lives. And often these decisions made under stress profoundly affect our future. A critical resolution might be a thought we keep to ourselves or a statement we make to others. And sometimes the resolution is simply forgotten after the intensity of the crisis wears off. We may not be aware of our decisions because they were not made consciously. Under the stress of loss, we may make statements such as, I will never be able to live again. Or, I will never get through this pain of my child's death. We may also resign ourselves to failure with thoughts such as, I cannot overcome my sorrow, or I will give up. The resolutions we make during a loss or other crisis have great impact because these are times when we are particularly vulnerable and therefore more suggestible. Psychologists call such resolutions self-fulfilling prophecies. In other words, our thoughts are powerful. Thoughts can create our reality. Now, I find that often people are not conscious of any decisions they might have made for themselves when their dear child died. If we can understand our conscious kind of decision-making and provoke them to remember past solutions, it can be an important tool in understanding ourselves. Since most of us usually make some kind of decisions or resolution at the time of a major life crisis, it is worthwhile for each of us to be conscious of the resolution-making process. It might even be possible to consider in advance of life crisis the decisions we might make for ourselves. A person say, if I ever lost my child, as if programming their behavior in advance. With knowledge, we might learn to create positive rather than negative resolutions for ourselves. Instead of, I'll never again, we might consider sentences that start with, from now on, I want to. Kathleen, you know, making a positive decision instead of a negative one when confronting a life crisis could make all the difference in how we cope as well as in how we go on. 
with our lives. To give us some ideas of how to create positive realities for ourselves, here are some positive affirmations people have made at the time of losses in their lives, together with some examples of positive statements we might make. I have the courage to go through this experience. I am strong. I am strong enough to cope. I can overcome my sorrow. I will learn to build a new life amidst of my grief. From now on, I will have no unfinished business with my loved ones. From now on, I intend to be patient. I intend to be honest. Affirmations are the beginning of creating the changes we desire and beginning our day with an affirmation will also focus our thoughts on the positive. Starting our day with a negative thought influences our thoughts for the day. Another way to expand our sense of ourselves is visualization. Visualization are pictures we create in our minds to change or enhance a situation. Some of us adapt more readily to visualizing change than others. This technique is very simple. We picture ourselves as we want to be, as if we are already changed or expanded in the new way we desire. If we wish, we can meditate or relax in order to picture ourselves as the new person. We might do visualizations before we go to bed each night and as we rise each morning, for those are times when we are often more sensitive and suggestible. Picturing ourselves as we would like to be is way to like, make real in our mind's eye the new idea we have for ourselves. By so picturing ourselves, we act as if the change has already been accomplished. Whenever a situation in life appears as if it might be hard for us, we might in advance picture ourselves as coping well. This technique can work for any situation in our lives, new or old, familiar or unfamiliar. The more we take responsibility for creating our own lives effectively, the more rewarding and satisfying our lives will be. The death of my child has happened. I cannot reverse it. I cannot deny it. How I am going forward will be my decision. I am still living and my family needs me. The decision to face the darkness, even if it leads to overwhelming pain, is also the beginning of change. The defining moment can be our response to the loss. It is not what happens to us that matters as much as what happens in us. Darkness invades my soul, but then so do light as well. The road is long and every person is unique. This is not a quick fix. There is no right or wrong on this road. Although I experience death, I also experience life in ways that I never thought possible before. Not after the darkness, but in the darkness. I did not go through pain and come out the other side. Instead, I lived in it and I found within that pain the grace to survive and eventually grow. I did not get over the loss of my loved one. I absorbed the loss 
into my life, like soil receives decaying matter until it became a part of who I am. Sorrow took a permanent residence in my soul and enlarged it. I learned gradually that the deeper we plunge into suffering, the deeper we can enter into a new and different life. A willingness to face the loss and to enter into the darkness is the first step we must make. Like all first steps, it is probably the most difficult and takes the most time. Kathleen, there is little we can do to protect ourselves from these losses. There is much we can do to determine how to respond to them. Dear listener, I want to encourage you, wherever you are on this road, to listen to this podcast over time again and again. Find your path to the turning point. In death, we can also find life. It depends on the choices we make. The sorrow I feel has not disappeared, but it has been integrated into my life as a painful part of a healthy whole. May you find your path and may the legacy of your child steer you in your life. Be kind to yourself. You are so welcome to contact me. I'm Jean at Guidance to Grow. So the email address is info at guidance to grow.co.za. You're also welcome to send me a WhatsApp 072-588-7190. It's a plus two seven at on the front for the listeners from out of South Africa. And you're very welcome because your journey is so unique. And I can also assist you and help you and send you some more information. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Viloma. Visit www.guidancetogrow.co.za to find out more about Jean van den Berg, social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. If you have lost a child and would like to connect with Jean, please email info at guidancetogrow.co.za and follow Guidance to Grow SA on Facebook.